0: What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 25. Today, I interview my good friend and fellow coach, Aaron McDonald. Aaron is the owner of Eight Wellness Collective. She's based out of Flagstaff, Arizona. She's a personal trainer, master nutrition coach, bodybuilding athlete, and behavior change specialist. Today, we focus a lot on that. Uh, behavior change specialist aspect. We talk about mindset and excuses, your relationship with food and how to improve that relationship, and um, a lot about mental health, anxiety, and we talk a little bit about MLMs as well and their shady tactics. So, without further ado, here's Aaron. What's up, Aaron? How's it going?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. All right. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, How did you get started with coaching?
1: Well, my business is called 8 Wellness Collective, and I founded it beginning in 2020. I've always been kind of a fitness-minded person. I am a bodybuilding athlete and competed twice in 2019. And then the pandemic hit, and I was in restaurant operations. So I couldn't compete, and work wasn't really happening because restaurants weren't, like, just weren't operating. So I resigned from my job that I had been at for years and years and really had no plan, but I am a busy person. So I decided to get certified. In um, that year I got three certifications and started a wellness coaching company and it's been awesome ever since.
0: Awesome. What certs did you get?
1: So I hold a personal training certification and a nutrition co- coaching certification from um, NASM. And then I have a master's um, level certification um, in behavioral change from uh, precision nutrition.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So you obviously like 2020 hit um, and you loved being in the health and wellness thing and that just like easily transition for you like I don't have jobs so this would be something that I could do and I like helping people.
1: I mean honestly I wasn't even considering it to be a job or even like a career path I would go down. People had I had that year prior lost about 40 pounds and was able to compete twice and so people had already been asking me for information and plans and I was just kind of providing those free of charge just you know, randomly or just yep. text message help to people. <laughs> and and so it just kind of started there. And my husband actually was like, you know, you could do this for work, because I thought, like many of us did, um, that the pandemic would be over in a month, and then mm-hmm. two months, and then, you know, three years went by, and it's still going on. <laughs> um, no idea. So I, you know, I figured I would get a job or be able to go back to my job rather quickly. And, when I found out that that was not going to be the case or realized that wasn't going to be the case, I had to start making money. So, um, it was just, yeah, he sparked the idea in my head and I didn't know if it was going to go anywhere or if it was just going to be like a small source of income until I was able to go back to like what I considered my real job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it just, yeah, like just kept coming. People just kept coming to us and, um, it's been amazing. Now we have a whole team and, um, help. I think I have a roster of about 90 right now. So we get to help hundreds of people and it's, it's really amazing.
0: That's amazing. Um, so you said something that I really like with a lot of your content is like your mindset talk. Like that's something that obviously I feel as coaches, we do less of nutrition and fitness coaching and more like mindset stuff with clients. Um, But I do love your content around that because I think it speaks directly to what a lot of people need. Um, What is something that you find like someone comes to you, they need help. What's like the first like mindset or belief breaking thing you take them through?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's really hard to portray that on social media. So one, I'm really glad that you get that from my content, because oftentimes we just see images and it's really hard to show what we've actually accomplished with clients or even ourselves through those images. But um, we like to start where our clients are at and help them understand that fat loss is more than just cutting food or being in a deficit or doing a bunch of cardio. You have to change internally first. You have to decide first that you're willing to make these changes and willing to make change forever. It's not just something that you can do for three months or six months. These things have to be implemented for the rest of your life. And that doesn't mean it has to be super hard stuff for the rest of your life or drastically cutting calories or only eating chicken. It just means that you have to change your mindset to want to be healthier, to be in the mindset of somebody that has a more fit physique, or that feels better, whatever, like putting yourself into future you, and like getting to know future you, and honoring that because we're like a lot of times we're living in our moments right now, right? So you're, you give yourself what you want right now. So pizza sounds good, I'm going to have it. But is that benefiting the goals that you have later. So we talk a lot about like what you will want and how to get there and getting to know that future version of yourself so that you can accomplish what you need to from the point where you are to the point where you want to be.
0: I explained similar to a lot of people. You have to like think of like, what would a fit person do? And it's like a change of identity. Like I am now this person. I want to become this person. And then your brain's going to fight you along the way of like, oh, no, we don't want change.
1: Absolutely. And there's all kinds of temptations that come along the way, right? You're like, I want to be a fit person, but, you know, there's this Netflix marathon on and I'm going to miss the gym. Or all my friends are going out for cocktails and, you know, they usually have four or five. Like, I can only have one. But, you know, is it? are you actually going to have that one and keep your future self in mind or not? And that's a lot of what we do in our coaching because it's really hard to, to do that and navigate that on your own.
0: It's very difficult to do it on your own because you just feel overwhelmed, especially like you said, if your social circle is not super supportive of your goals, Yeah, those temptations can be really, really tough of like, okay, we can't go out for just one drink. It's going to be like you said, four or five, like, okay, that's going to be 200 calories each five drinks. That's, Thousand calories now. Alcohol,
1: absolutely, not, and not, then you know it comes, comes with apps and all kinds of stuff was, too, right? That's
0: what I was going to say. Like the alcohol <laughs> is not always the problem; it's then the the wings, pizza, and everything else that goes along with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, with doing all this, I find with the of my clients we have to kind of fix their relationship with food. There's a huge mental shift with food because a lot of people come in, and they're like, "This is bad. This is good." I would need to cut out all sugar and yet they are like constantly craving sugar. So do you find the same thing with your clients? Like there's a lot of like breaking their beliefs around food or changing their, their relationship with food.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what we see and probably what you see is that desire to binge at the end of the day because of restriction like throughout the day, or mm-hmm. the desire to binge on the weekends because of restriction during the week. And that's from that mindset of thinking, food, there are certain foods that are bad, and you get to a point where you're allowed to treat yourself, or you have to eat and secrecy, when in all actuality, you should probably be eating more food. And you should definitely be eating more food throughout the week and throughout the day, so that you don't have that desire to binge on whatever, you know sugary snacks or you know our bodies are smart they want they're undernourished and they want those fast digesting carbs and that's why we have the desire to binge it physically and mentally it feels good but that Mm -hmm. the mental part is because we didn't do (laughs) we didn't eat them in the beginning of the day so if you had a couple of cookies with lunch you probably wouldn't need to have eight of them you know after dinner so yeah we work on consistency with calories caloric intake making sure you're getting a steady amount of food which is often a lot more than people even realize Mm -hmm. Um, most our our complaints are usually I'm eating way too much food and it's hard to get it in Um, but it is a game changer when it comes to that food relationship because you realize that you can eat an abundance of food and you can nourish your body and you can feel good and you don't have Negative repercussions, or whatever you consider to be a negative repercussion, like the scale going up, because usually when we get people eating, the scale goes down.
0: Yes, it's <laughs> if that's the I'm eating more than ever, and I'm losing weight.
1: Yeah, and we love to see it.
0: Yes, um, so I've found similar thing years and years of doing nutrition consults would be like someone comes in, what's breakfast? Oh, I have like maybe like two eggs and a piece of toast. Okay not bad. What's, uh, what's lunch salad and chicken. Cool. What's dinner. We just do meat veggies and maybe the occasional potato. Okay. So why are you here? Oh, wait, I've left out about the, f- the bottle of wine and the Ben and Jerry's every night. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the discussion we need to have because like you, you have, you'd reach your goal if you were just following that other thing, but you're also so restrictive because right. you have this good, bad relationship.
1: Absolutely. And it, like, I'm sure you have found and we have found that you may get to your goal a little like less quickly, but you're going to get there more sustainably if you eat the the good things at breakfast, lunch and dinner. But then also like let yourself have a serving of ice cream, let yourself have a glass of wine in is like as opposed to hiding it or not tracking it or just kind of that I used to be that way with wine. I would just deny that it existed. Like I'd have to and I tracked all my food, but I never put alcohol in. Well, of course I wasn't reaching my goals because I was shy two to six, sometimes 800 calories yep. a day. Um, and ju- when I started letting myself have a little bit of those things, one, I wanted them less because I was allowed to have them. And two, I was reaching my goals because I was allowed to have them every day and I didn't feel like I needed to like wait till Friday to have six of them in a whole like quart of ice cream. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I've right now I'm going through my own weight loss phase. So I've given up pretty much all alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is it doesn't take very much for me to actually get a buzz now. It's like, that is Oh, nice. I actually feel one drink. Cool. That's hundred to 200 calories instead of like, Oh, it takes three to four drinks to feel anything. And so that that's something people go through. Like, I don't need to drink as much anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same thing. I I often use alcohol as my example because I I enjoy it. I like mm-hmm. the taste of it. Same. But it can go for a lot of things. Like, I also like gluten free Oreos. I I have celiac, and they didn't have gluten free Oreos forever. It came out a couple years ago. And my, and I was coaching and do it, you know, doing all the healthy things, but I was so inclined to eat a ton of them because I hadn't had access to them. And then I was like, well, I'll just let myself have some every single day. So I had a serving three is a serving every single day while I wanted them. And now I've probably had a package of them in my cabinet for a month. And I've mm-hmm. had like one or two, cause I, it, like it lost its luster.
0: Yes my wife's like that with pretzels right now we have like three bags of pretzels in our pantry. It's like, she hasn't touched them. Like they're just sitting there, but for a while it was, there's like this certain brand that she really likes. So we got a bunch of bags and she like destroyed one bag and that was like, okay, I'm good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's that shifting that mindset of like seeing results, being allowed to have whatever your fun food is every day or you know, sometimes if you don't want them every day, you don't have to do that. But like throughout the week, and then realizing that it's not going to hinder your progress, it's not going to immediately make you gain weight, it is a game changer for that food relationship. And also just like overall health, because you are having, you know, like, I, I don't even really crave that stuff as much anymore. I want the nourishing foods. And if I want a little bit of a treat, it's something small, or I have a glass of wine instead of three. And I'm, I'm super solid.
0: Yeah. For me, it's chocolate. Like I have to have like some sort of chocolate every single day, but I just build that into my diet. Like, okay. Like I know after dinner, like I want something. So I just build that into like, I, because of my daughter, I have to work out later at night. So that's just part of my post-workout meal. Like, okay, like, cool. It's just built in and I get chocolate every day. People are like, how can you eat that and still lose weight? you just make it work.
1: Yeah, it's possible. And there's yeah, I think that that like shoves bad food to the side and gives you a entirely new perspective on it. And it's like, it's mind blowing when you get to that point And you realize like, how you've how much you've restricted yourself for so long and how scared you were of, I mean, I hear fruit as something people are terrified to eat.
0: Yes, that's that's always insane. <laughs> Sad.
1: bad. Sad. What? Yeah. <laughs> so if, good for you.
0: If we listed off all the foods that were bad, like you would be eating air and then someone would still say, well, our, well, the air has pollutants. So make sure it's purified. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing too. Right. It's like, in anybody's opinion, something's bad. Like the keto crowd says carbs are bad. And another cr- like, crowd says fats are bad and so when you're like if you go to the internet you're stuck like everything is bad yes meat like there's people that say meat or is bad there's some people that say eat only meat you know it's like <laughs> everything If you just bad. eat a little bit of everything <laughs> you're in a better place
0: it, it's like we're supposed to have a balance of everything you eat, Yeah so, we like are right use c- celiacs like if you have any gluten you're going to have major issues that doesn't mean gluten-free is best. That's just like you as an individual, but you probably still have a very balanced diet.
1: Correct. I mean, I still have, I still eat bread. I still eat brownies. Like I said, Oreos, I have to eat gluten-free. If I didn't have to, I totally would not. So, (laughs) but yeah, my, my diet is balanced and it's still full of those like fun foods as well when I want them or need them.
0: And I think a lot of people think like you're either like it's a binge mindset, restrict binge, but you're either eating all the bad foods or it's like none at all. And it's like, if you just have a little bit, like you're advocating 80 to 90% of your diets full of really healthy nutrient dense foods, meats, fruits, veggies, whole grains, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's only a tiny little bit of like these bad sugary foods. Like, okay. Like you really think that's going to destroy your health?
1: totally i think people do because the media has kind of let led them to believe that like if you're not only eating vegetables and chicken and rice if you have one cookie you're you have no hope of losing weight or gaining muscle but really the restrict is the problem that that restriction is what is preventing hypertrophy and preventing fat loss and nobody will say that because all they want you know i mean coaches do of course yeah. we do but in the diet culture industry, it's only restrict it's only take stuff out instead of, you know, allow things or, you know, add more. And when you add more, it's, that's where the magic happens.
0: Well, they couldn't sell their things if they had to balance approach.
1: <laughs> accurate, <laughs> accurate.
0: So one thing you brought up that you want to talk about was mental health and anxiety. So that's obviously some since 2020. That's definitely been a big conversation. I've had a couple of my friends who have become advocates for mental health, and uh, they deal with their anxiety. Is there something that you do with your clients to help them through that? Because definitely an area we're lacking in the society.
1: Yeah, I have been in the mental health space for a long time as a patient myself. Um, okay. I have dealt with anxiety and depression through my teens and my young 20s. I'm 40 now, so um, all of my life. But like you said, 2020 really did a number on a lot of us. And I think for me, I I was working a very high social job in restaurants, and I left that and was working from home. And I was already anxious. And so then, you know, the whatever's happening outside was confusing. There was fights happening and like all kinds of very high energy from people who were scared. And so I didn't, leaving the house was hard. I had a hard time with social events because we were stuck in the house for a year. And, um, and so I noticed that my, like my own anxiety was worse um, going into, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic and how I managed that based on my nutrition and my fitness and like, especially my mindset and routine were the ways that I got out of it. And I have, you know, I just finished a round of ketamine treatments for anxiety. So I have done some like medical stuff and talk therapy. And I talk a lot about that in my platform. Um, But I know that for a lot of people who may not have like as extreme anxiety as, as I do, or people maybe even that do, getting them into a healthy mindset and a healthy routine is such a game changer and something that people can do even without hiring a coach or a therapist like just starting to put their life into place and having structure to their day so that you're not guessing all day what you're supposed to do is such a game changer and i tell people that all the time when they reach out to me like how do i start this process of getting healthier and managing my anxiety and like You need a morning routine, an afternoon routine and an evening routine. And you have to have, you know, like if you get your meal plan most of the time, because what we do is we go into our day and we don't know what we're going to wear. So you walk into your closet and you're overwhelmed and you don't know what you're going to have for breakfast and you open the fridge and you're overwhelmed. And the same thing happens, the pattern for the rest of the day. And you were not realizing that that's causing so much stress and anxiety. But if, like, if you had your clothes set out the night before and you just got dressed, that mitigates some anxiety. If you have your breakfast prepped and you just throw it in the microwave and eat it, or I do a lot of smoothies in the morning. So I'll set it up in the Nutribullet and just blend it when I get up in the morning. And so I don't, there's no guesswork. I know what I'm having, I know how to track it. I like, I do the same thing. I buy meal preps for lunch. So I don't even, cook them. I just have them sent to the house and I know what I'm going to have for lunch, you know, five days a week. So it's such a game changer when it comes to that anxiety response. It's not everything, you know, we might need therapy, we might need medication, but it's going to go a long way. So this routine is not everything when it comes to managing anxiety, you still may need talk therapy or medication, but it's going to go a long way in managing that and also getting you to the body composition goals and the health goals that you want, because you're set up for healthy meals, you don't have to guess and, you know, like your day is more prepared and it doesn't like... It sounds very rigid and it doesn't always have to be that structure, but if you just do part of it, like setting up breakfast, start there or setting up lunch, um, it's, it goes a long way so that we're not guessing our way through our entire day, seven days a week.
0: Well, it helps avoid decision fatigue, which many people don't talk about. And the people who I find who fight against, like, I don't want routine. I don't want the super strict structure, but then they go to work if they have structure yeah, and you get your work done, but you're not getting your stuff done at home. Wouldn't just like a little bit of structure help you. Um, I teach, I call it power listing. It's like write down like the five most important things you need to do in a day up to five that if you check them all off, it was a good day. And so it might be like three meals, workout, like when, and then it's like, when are you going to do those things? So I like that where it's like, what's your morning routine? What are you doing in the afternoon? What are you doing in the evening?
1: Totally. And it doesn't have to be like, I understand people that don't want to have this rigid there. That's not their personality, but it can just be a few things. Like, like I said, having a meal sent to your house so that you're ready for lunches for the week or having, I mean, my morning routine isn't, an amazing influencer type routine. I get up, I have coffee and I write my emails for my business in bed with my dog. Like it's not, I love doing it. I lay in bed for an hour and do my social media stuff, drink my coffee. And that gets my day started. I'm like winding up to business and not having to talk to clients, you know, like I'm not engaging with people quite yet. But I am getting my work started and it's, but it's not like jumping on the treadmill or taking an ice bath or, you know, it doesn't have to be these extreme things. It, it can be just as simple as something like that.
0: Yeah. There was um, Chris Shugert of, he works for T nation. He posted a thing for like morning routines. It was like, wake up, do a workout, meditate for 40 minutes. Journal for 30 minutes, drink coffee, <laughs> breakfast, all these things. And then finally it was like, get fired from work because he showed up at 1 PM. Like you don't yeah. have to do deal- <laughs> when we say, I've, I've said the same thing with my clients. Like when we we're talking like a routine, it can just be like something that takes five minutes that you just mm-hmm. do every morning to get you started or every night yeah. to like wind down. Like it could just be like coffee. And then, like you said, like maybe you start writing an email or maybe it's breakfast it doesn't have to be this thousand list thing where you're like meditating and journaling and work out an ice bath. Like you said,
1: totally. Yeah. I I think like I, at the end of your day, could also be like a wind down drink, like, uh, you know, recovery beverage or like a sleepy hot chocolate or something that you just look forward to that will like indicate to your body that it's the end of the day. It helps with sleep. There's a lot of ways to do it that aren't insanely rigid and can go and you know they can be flexible too it doesn't if you have lunch prepped and your coworker wants to go grab a bite you you know you can still have that opportunity and not Mm -hmm. um not have to freak out about it you can still go out to lunch but at least you know that you had lunch prepared so you don't get to your lunch hour and have to like run through a drive through and make a choice you didn't really want to make because you don't have any other option
0: right yeah, routines help a ton. I know for me it routine helps just keep everything on track. Write down what I want to do each day so that things don't get lost and then I'm stressing out or everything like I find writing things down is helpful because everything'll just live in my head and I'm trying to remember and then it's the oh shit what did I what was that thought? Instead like if you can have a routine and get things like on paper it takes that anxiety away and you're just like what was I supposed to do at one? You just like look over, like I have my journal here. It's like, what's at one o'clock? Oh, okay. That's right. I'm doing that at one. So it's not even a thought in my head of like, oh my God, anxiety of like something coming up. Like I just know something is okay, cool. i am doing that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, part of my anxiety is that I have a lot of sleep anxiety. And so if I don't have my stuff written down or scheduled out, and I forget it, I'll wake up at 3am and be like, Oh, no, I didn't text so and so to follow up with them. Or, and of course, you can't text them at 2am. There's nothing I can do about it now. But that throws my entire next day off. And so as I, you know, as long as I have those, the schedule in line, my appointments in line, and all in a place where I know how to access them, my anxiety is mitigated. And it could look a different way for each individual that would, you know, that is suffering with anxiety or has goals or, I mean, cause I think all of us in some capacity do have anxious tendencies and it mm-hmm. comes from, um, you know, uncertainty and not being prepared. And then, you know, there's different levels of, you know, mental health anxiety as well.
0: Yeah. I never had an anxiety attack until I started a business. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, this is what people are talking about. This sucks. <laughs> But yeah, everyone that like I've, I've had anxiety and stuff in the past, but starting a business like okay this is a new level and that's where it's like a routine has really helped with that like all right i can actually relax like you said at night instead of same thing if i don't write everything down it's in my head of oh shit i need to do this i need to follow up with this person um i need to reach out to my team about like or i could have just written that down at the end of the day it's on paper and i just like wake up and i walk down what am I supposed to do today? Oh, yeah. I wrote that down last night. It doesn't take <laughs> up any mental energy of like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you have it in your calendar for the next day. And so you can sleep a little bit easier knowing that you are prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tackle that tomorrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, which
0: which is great. Um, so I know you just did a podcast on and this kind of ties into everything, but shitting on the MLMs. With <laughs> yeah a friend of ours and I have been shitting on MLMs for a long time. I started with Isogenics back in the day. Um, Not me personally, just saying that I don't like their stuff. Um, So (laughs) what, uh, what is your opinion of these companies?
1: Oh man. Well, it's, I have had a hard time with MLMs for a long while as well. Um, I don't like, being pushed on for things. And that was, you know, that's kind of everybody's first uh, intro to MLM, no matter what it is, is your friend from junior high pops in your DMs and you think that they're like reaching out to be cool and friendly with you. And then they want you to buy, you know, whatever product they have. And that always has just rubbed me the wrong way. I sell stuff on the internet. So do you. But I don't like that is not the business technique that I am ever going to use and I want to share my information to people who actually want it, not random people in my inbox. Um, that was kind of my first intro. And then uh, when I became a, a health and wellness coach, I realized how detrimental the um, fitness and or nutrition or diet MLMs were, how terrifying they are. I I didn't, I I used some stuff from Beachbody back in the day, mostly like their DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so Same. it- Yeah. Those weren't really, those weren't really huge red flags, you know, like you can work out with Shanti or whatever, but it was when you kind of deep dive into their nutrition plans. Um, Optivia is the one that we were specifically talking about a couple of weeks ago, which I think has just blown up on the market. And that's the one that I have like dove more into research wise, because we get a lot of clients that come out of Optivia or have previously used Optivia and are experiencing extremely terrible side effects from it. And like, not just not being able to lose weight, but like hair loss and tooth enamel issues and skin issues. I had a guy a couple of weeks ago tell me that he was like experiencing eczema every time he went on plan. Um, His doctor confirmed that it probably was um, the products from the company, but he didn't want to stop doing it because it helped him stay like leaner. <laughs> um, right. yeah, it's mind blowing. And I i mean, I, I used to be of the mindset, like you do you, like if this works yep. for you, then just do your thing. I am no longer of that mindset with companies like that. I'm going to shout from the rooftops that it's a waste of money and it's also like extremely bad for you. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that.
0: Well, I, with Optavia, I think it's what a 800 calorie diet.
1: Yeah. I think they range from about 800 to 1200, depending on like, there's different, I, I, you never can get like a full answer until you talk to them. And yeah. of course talking to them means that you are like forever going to be accosted by them. So, um, <laughs> it is that's what I have gathered. It's about eight to 1200 calories, depending on which plan you choose or which level you're at,
0: which is wild because the, when you, we look at like research or we look at weight loss doctors, anytime someone's like thousand calories or under they're like closely monitored by, with a physician yeah. versus like, okay, like you're going under a thousand calories just to thousands, if not millions of people, like That's really dangerous and unethical, in my opinion. Um, 1,200 is just like the standard, like every MLM diets that way because it gets everyone results, quote unquote, because they're going to regain it as soon as they fall off the plan. But that's their whole, whole spiel of, well, you just have to stay on forever and keep paying us money.
1: Totally. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, none of them are magic. They do provide like results quickly as when it comes to, um, scale weight change. Uh, I don't even say fat loss because yes, you lose fat, but you also lose muscle tissue. And that's what makes it like impossible to maintain or, to, I mean, you, you just can't do it. You almost have to, you like have to gain all of the weight back in order to fix the damage done by eating that low of calories and they're not feeding, you know, like if you, like you said, some doctors might medically regulate a very low calorie plan for somebody that has a significant amount of weight to lose. Yes. Um, we're not necessarily talking about people that need to lose to 300 pounds. We're talking no. about people who want to lose like 20 or 30 and they are, I mean, they might get there, but, that's immediately coming back, then they're going back on plan and losing 20 or 30. And then it's immediately coming back. And it's that yo-yo result that is causing the problem, you know, rewind back to the beginning of our conversation, the food relationship issues, the metabolic issues, like all of that stuff is deep stemmed in everything that they do.
0: For sure. Cause they don't teach you. It's like, I know most of them are breakfast is the supplement lunch is the supplement your snacks are these crappy tasting bars and then you get like one meal in a day and that's kind of how they get around it's like that's just like the copy and paste plan among all of them like okay this is nothing original but as someone going through it you never learn like here's how to eat real food because inevitably i found with most of them who do it and fall off you get bored and then you want to go eat real food but then you don't know what to eat like I don't know what protein source is. I don't know what, like the, this is a starch and not actually a vegetable. And so then they're just super confused and overwhelmed. And then they just run back to the program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their goal is clearly to get people to be on plan for the rest of their life or on and off for the rest of their life. And their other goal is to get you on their downline to sell stuff for them. Yeah. Like they actually don't probably care at all. If you maintain your body composition or lose weight, they want you to sell more products for them to make more money, which is also why they certify, certify oh, their own gosh. coaches. <laughs> oh, that's so.
0: such a joke. I'm yeah. a coach now. What, what, since when, since last weekend? Yeah. What, what qualifies you this one certification? Um, Okay. How about you don't coach anyone ever?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really terrifying. I don't know if you saw the conversation on my Instagram, but I, I, I was accosted by a Optivia rep (laughs) for talking shit about Optivia. I
0: think I engaged in that conversation or I I engaged some way. Maybe it was like after you posted the screenshots or something.
1: Yeah, it was, she was in my DMS, but I mean, she's a coach for Optivia and used the fact that i have clients that gain weight on my program against me and she had screenshots i don't know how she had screenshots from previous clients and maybe that came to her whatever um and <laughs> i confirmed that yes indeed sometimes we do have people see a scale increase coming off of dramatic weight loss plans like optavia and that just that conversation alone indicated to me that this person should not be at all coaching people. Like, of some, this one scales fluctuate no matter what. Yeah. Do no matter what you're doing, like, there, I, my goal in my business is to not go the opposite of what my client wants, but sometimes we have to, in order to get their health back in line. And that should be a conversation that every health coach or wellness coach has with a potential client. And we of course do. And she had no idea that that was something that could happen because they put people on 800 calories and they immediately start losing weight. Of course they do, but at a huge cost.
0: Yeah. Hormones get fucked up. Thyroid is fucked up. Like everything gets, metabolism's all messed. Like it's an absolute mess. Like I yeah. said, hair starts falling out. Like that's a giant red flag. Skin <laughs> is messed. I haven't heard that, but obviously that's happening. Like that's like your largest organ in your body. If that's being messed up through a diet, like that means something inside is going really wrong.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think most of their products are pretty soy based. And so that's a thing too, Whoa. is like, you're eating a bunch of soy and processed bars and little like, I don't know, TV type meals that I, I haven't, I've seen the bars and they have shakes and stuff too. I haven't seen the meals, um but they're, it's processed. It's soy based. It's something that comes to your door. It's not coming to your door on dry ice. It's, it's non-perishable food, essentially. Ugh. Like gross. <laughs> yeah. Ugh,
0: that's like I mean, apocalypse food.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. It's like astronaut food and astronaut food might be like more nutritionally balanced. So
0: probably is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I know of the program. I've seen stuff from it, but I haven't deep dived into it. But every time, every time I hear more, it's like, this is a shit show. At first I was like, "Eh, it just sounds like some keto program. And then I was like, okay, no, this is just like really terrible.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. And it's preying on people who have, like, just don't know. And most of the general population, it's not their fault that they don't know, because we've been told our whole lives to eat less and move more. And we don't understand proper nutrition. And we don't understand how to apply that to our lives, because we're all busy. And so they have, there's a lot of things there, like, they send you food, so it's easy all you have to do is eat their food and cook dinner once a day. And that helps busy people. There's a lot of stuff in there that like really makes sense to general population as far as like catering to their insecurities and their busyness, but it's really at a disservice to them because they don't know how much that is harming their overall desire to just be generally healthy and feel better. And I like I've done it before. I haven't done Optavia, but I've done similar type things. And you just feel awful when you gain the weight back. Yeah. <laughs> it It's hugely detrimental to our mental health as well. It's It feels really sad to like do all that work and eat bars for six months. And then only to like six months later, be, you know, back to the same weight that you were in the beginning. It's sucky.
0: Well, they also prey on not needing to work out on the program which is a giant red flag of like not that you don't need to they literally tell people don't work out on this program oh yeah what yeah
1: they they do and then they show men and women with a lot of lean muscle and so like not only do they tell you not to work out they fucking lie to you (laughs) because they are, there's no way to build that muscle. It'll be somebody, a female or male that has more body fat than would be considered healthy. And then the next picture is them looking like a fitness model, um, with abs and, you know, delts and like, (laughs) that just is not possible scientifically, biologically from eating 800 calories a day. And they don't tell you that, after, you know, maybe that person used the plan to lose the body fat, but then they had to start working out and eating more food. And those coaches don't know how to get you to that after physique have no idea, but they don't tell you that either.
0: Yeah. They leave that detail out. Um, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of like building muscle is arguably harder than losing body fat.
1: So hard. So hard,
0: very difficult. And those coaches know one thing and it's follow the program. I think so I remember that person that was in DMing you and they're saying like, well, we have a doctor, you just have like your before and after it's like, but she couldn't explain the program. Like she didn't right. know like how the program works. She just followed like the doctor made the program. I coach, I know on my team, like my coach, she knows how to coach people and how to lose fat on their, her own. I don't have to like look over here and be like, here, follow this exact program I've laid out. Like, No. I'm sure it's the same thing with your team. Like your coaches can just like work with people and they know what to do. And it's not just like, here's Aaron McDonald's exact program. You must do this with every single person. No deviation.
1: No. And that doesn't work. Every, every human, every client has to have their own specific protocols. And that, yes, our, our coaches Um, You know, we follow a basic template of how we run people through a program, but that could be different based on the coach and it could be and it's definitely different based on the client. And we know how to troubleshoot. So, you know, if something doesn't happen for you in an MLM plan, they they're just going to give you more of what they have. They don't know how to troubleshoot. They don't know to tell you to take a break. They wouldn't know how to tell you to eat if you did take a break. So, you know, we can implement diet breaks. We can implement mental health days. We can implement all kinds of stuff and, or, you know, nutritional shifts, maintenance, all kinds of things that will help your body respond again, that these MLM plans just don't do. It's just buy more or, you know, I would, I don't know, but I would assume that there's some shame, you know, from them. If you're not following the plan correctly that they like you're, you're getting some crap back from them because that's all they know how to tell you to do is completely follow the plan blindly and you'll lose weight, but like ignore the eczema and ignore your hair falling out. It's all fine. It's
0: it's all fine. There won't be any long-term <laughs> repercussions
1: to yeah, this year
0: that. <laughs> who needs a sex drive because that's going to be gone on 800 calories
1: yeah yeah yeah, I mean, low testosterone, like all kinds of problems that come <laughs> with that low calorie intake. I mean, essentially like it takes away your bodily functions, right? Women lose their cycles. Like if you're losing your ability to like procreate, even if you don't want to, it doesn't matter. Like that should be a sign to you that something is wrong, especially if the goal is, you know, just losing a few pounds. Like we've talked about competitors before and it will happen in a competitive situation, but like for Gen Pop, um you shouldn't be losing your cycle. You shouldn't be losing your testosterone. You shouldn't be losing your libido. Like you should be able to lose body weight and also enjoy your life.
0: Yes. (laughs) Libido is like the, any, that's like a huge red flag for me when I have a client come on. Cause that's one thing I do check with my clients every so often is like, how would you score it? And if it's decreasing, it's like, okay, we're too low calorie or we're too low fat for this person because fats are important for your hormone health. So that that's always a red flag. Like, are we doing too much? And we need to back that person off. That's like the first body system to go down when things are going wrong. It's that. So, yeah, like you said, if you can't have a full cycle or guys get ED, like that's a big red flag of shit's going to go wrong. And it's going to get worse than this if you don't do anything.
1: Yeah, it blows my mind. I mean, if you say that out loud and you say that out loud to somebody like you, would you rather be leaner or lose your ability to like have sex essentially? Like that, doesn't that freak you out more? Like we can do, we can have both, right? Yeah. Like if you, like, especially for men, I think if you say that you, like you're compromising your ability to have an erection, like, but you'll be skinnier. What do you think about that? Like, is that a good idea? I don't know.
0: You'll, you'll be able to have the lights on in the bedroom, but you won't be able to do anything. Like, right. okay, um, let's not do that. But yeah. people don't realize that. They just think like calories mean body fat. So I eat less calories. I'll be leaner. I'll be happy and everything will magically be better. But it's like, no, there's a balance. Like we can cut calories to a point, but you go too far and shit gets really bad, really quick.
1: Absolutely. And qual- I mean, that's why you can't stick to a diet is like, it's so unsustainable and your entire life is suffering like just for one sole goal. We have a lot of goals, right? Like if one goal is body fat loss, you're forgetting about like maintaining your relationship um, being a, a good employee or business owner, like, because you're going to have brain fog. Like there's all kinds of things that we want to do. And we have aspirations to do. And if you are letting it go for like one sole purpose, one goal, that's, that is hugely problematic as well. And probably not going to get you very far because other things are going to come up or, you know, your kids are like, if you have a birthday party for your child and you can't have a piece of their birthday cake, like that's, I mean, that's sad. That's I, I hate hearing that stuff.
0: It's sad. And it's setting a bad example. Yeah, they're saying like mommy can't have cake or daddy can't have cake that's like grown-ups don't do that Like, well what what or they see other parents having it but their parents aren't having it why is that oh diets so diet means can't have fun food that's a really shitty relationship to with food that you're showing your kids
1: yeah. And it's super early in kids, I don't have kids, but I know you have a little girl young and they pick up on stuff so fast.
0: <laughs> it's scary I mean, fast.
1: they'll, they know immediately that like, if you're not eating cake and you're trying to lose weight, cake makes them fat. And so in their brain, cake makes them fat from, you know, three or four years old. Like that's a terrible message.
0: Yeah. it, it It's terrible and setting them up. So I had a, um, an example of the extreme is I had a roommate in college and growing up, like throughout high school, he was like a wrestler and his mom was complete control of his diet and would give him like lunch for a, he was like six, three or six, four lunch was one can of tuna. Like what? So he goes to college and it's all you can eat buffet and Ice cream, unlimited like unlimited ice cream, cookies, desserts, everything you can do. Goes to college. He goes from like shredded 185 at like 6'4 to like 330 in like two years because he's never developed any skills of like managing, like he never had sugar in the house, never tasted sugar all of his life. And then he goes to college and all of a sudden, sugar. It's there. It's like massive dopamine rush to his brain that he's never had to handle ever before. And I hope he's doing well now, but is it's just it's developing that relationship or not developing a relationship of like, here's what the proper amount is. Here's what an adult eats. Like we eat our protein, our veggies, and then we have some fun stuff. He just went all fun stuff, like pizza, ice cream every day.
1: Yeah. And I think that's like a, I mean, that's a very extreme example of like what we're, people do in diet, like coming yeah, in and out of diet. It's extreme. Yeah. And, but it's, I mean, if people can kind of use that in their own experience in their own life, because that's what we, that's what we do. I think in the beginning of my business, I had somebody be like, well, what do you do after this plan? And it was like, you just keep going. I mean, this isn't this isn't a thing where you can't do it all of the time. Am I completely on my nutrition every day of the year, 365? No, I go on vacation. I go on date nights. Um, but I am, I eat food. I like that is considered healthy. So I also don't feel like I am restricting myself in any capacity. I don't feel like I'm on a diet. If I'm prepping for a show, things might change a little bit, or if I'm in a cut, things might change a little bit, but otherwise like, I'm able to maintain my body composition by eating the fun foods. It's not like an all or nothing thing, like never having pizza and then only eating pizza. That is the mindset shift that people need to make is that like, you can have Friday night pizza, but then like earlier in the day, you should have more protein and balanced meals and greens and fiber. And like, you can do all of it.
0: Yeah. And people don't realize like afterwards you go like, if you're eating a 1500 or 16 or 1800 calorie diet, like, and you're losing weight, that's a calorie deficit. You're not supposed to be there for the rest of your life. Like you're going to then add in maintenance calories. So you're going to, it's going to be easier to fit those things like pizza, ice cream, chocolate, all those fun foods. It's a lot easier to maintain once you reach your goal. But a lot of people don't realize like, see that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, okay, I'm restricting a little bit now, because I just don't have the calories for all the fun stuff. But in the future, after the plan's over, I'll continue to eat this way, but I'll have more flexibility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have a hard time getting people out of maintenance. They'll come to me and be like, I want to do a fat loss phase. And we get them to maintenance and they love it so much that they really don't want to leave that happy place yeah. because you feel good at all of the stuff is in line. Your body does still change at maintenance. Um, But like you said, if you wanted to do a cut or enter a fat loss phase, then you just kind of get rid of those fun extras like the cocktail at the end of the day or like the gluten-free Oreos. And it's not, I still eat the same foods I'm eating. I just am not eating those like extra fun things. And it doesn't feel like I'm dieting. It just feels like I'm not, or maybe I have one Oreo instead of three. Like it's really not that hard anymore because I'm not pushing myself past this like 1200 calorie window that I feel like everybody felt like they had to you know, yeah. stick to. Um, I can cut at 16, 17, 1800 calories and still be full. You don't have that aggressive hunger, which is also what leads to binging. Yep. And you, you eat the foods you like and still have some, I mean, you can even fit in a glass of wine if you want to, If like maybe it's less, but I just have less of that stuff. And it doesn't even, I don't even like, doesn't really even bother me.
0: Yeah. And- the nice thing is you can lose weight at those higher, like my diet right now, I'm at 2,200 calories for my diet. I'm losing weight at that, but I spent like a year at 35. So it's still tricky. I'm still hungry most of the time, but like last night, my wife came home, she went out and she's pregnant right now. So she got pizza because she had an appointment and it was late. She comes home and she's like, there's one slice of pizza. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have the calories for it. So <laughs> I had pizza last night and a protein shake instead of my normal, like post-workout meal, that was my post-workout meal fit. with It like barely, barely fit within my calories, <laughs> but it made it work. But that's, that's the nice thing. You can still do that. Like I can do that. I won't tonight, but last night I was like, you know what? I have 500 calories left here. I can make this work.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I mean, like you said, you don't do it. It's not like you're going to have pizza for dinner every night and you're cut, but it makes us less likely to need to. And that's the other thing, too, is like you have a slice of pizza and you feel satiated and you like you got that dopamine hit from that fun food. And so when you have pizza again, you can have one or two slices. And because I know when I used to restrict, I would go out for pizza for my cheat meal and eat an entire pizza. yep. (laughs) you don't need to do that, like because I was like, I I can't have this tomorrow, so I'm just gonna eat the entire thing right now, and that's also a bad mindset to be in.
0: Yeah, that was me with bodybuilding and our cheat days, literally entire pizza, entire pint of Ben and Jerry's. And it's like that was so <laughs> bad, like so bad.
1: Well, you feel gross too, like you oh have this God, you feel bump in you. Yeah, it's it's not good mentally, it's not good physically, like. I mean, if you're hungry and you want to eat more, eat more, but like my, it wasn't really about hunger for me. It was about like, I'm not going to get this again for yes. a while. So I need to eat as much as I can possibly get in. And that is, that was all mindset.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm not going to have this for another two weeks versus like, I could have that every day if I wanted. I just choose not to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Awesome.
0: Well, we're running out of time. So thank you for coming on. I think the audience is going to get a lot out of what you said today. Where can they go to find you if they want to learn more about you?
1: Yeah, I have a Facebook group. It is hashtag goals with eight wellness collective. And then I'm on Instagram at coach underscore Aaron underscore McDonald's and the same on Inst- our, um, sorry, TikTok.
0: Awesome. Well, that'll be down in the show notes. If anyone wants to go and follow Aaron or join her Facebook group and you, do you do like lives and stuff in your Facebook community?
1: Yeah, we actually have lives five days a week um, that we offer various, you know, wellness tips, um, meal prep plans, all kinds of stuff that you can. Um, we talk a lot about mindset there um, in that Facebook community.
0: Okay, so if you want to get a lot of free shit five days a week, <laughs> go join her Facebook community. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to to today's episode. If you really enjoy it, make sure to go and give it a five-star review, leave a comment. I do read those so that I can improve the show. It also helps get the word out there so more people can follow the show